Hey church, I'm Phil. If I've not met you before, I lead the team at St. Paul's and I'm excited to be getting into God's word with you today. Today is Ascension Sunday and so we're back in the Gospels in Luke's account of Jesus's life looking at the very end of his bodily ministry here on earth. Jesus has lived and died and is risen from the dead and he's been appearing to his followers and so we're going to pick the story up again in Luke 24. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. The ascension of Jesus into heaven marks the beginning of an incredible transitional moment in history. A moment of succession where Jesus begins to pass the baton of ministry to his church, to you and to me. Somewhere out in the vicinity of Bethany, Jesus blesses his disciples. He promises them the Holy Spirit and then he's literally taken up from their sight. He ascends into a cloud and the disciples were left looking up into the sky. It's an amazing image that echoes the prophet Daniel, who hundreds of years before had seen a vision of one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. And Daniel saw one who was given authority, glory, sovereign power, all peoples of all nations and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion and will not pass away. His kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. 
The ascension points to how Jesus is now enthroned. The legendary son of man, vindicated after his suffering and now sharing in God's peaceful rule over the world. And the ascension sets up the story of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church, which we're going to look at next week. It's a story, our story, about Jesus leading his people by the power of his spirit to go out into the world on a mission to invite everyone to live in the peace and love of Jesus. It is an exciting call. So how do you feel about that today? May 2021, have you taken hold of the baton? Do you feel good? Do you feel empowered to be Jesus's representative or or do you feel less than able, less than ready, a bit distracted? Maybe all the change and transition in the world is stealing your gaze, dragging your eyes down. Well, the ascension invites us to look up. Uh, So I want to encourage us quickly and just draw two things out of this bit of Luke 24 for us to take away this week to help us to lift our eyes. So first, look up, receive his pardon. You know, when it comes to being Jesus's witnesses, how, how often do we disqualify ourselves before we even begin? You know, feel guilty about, about messing up, about not measuring up, about not being the person we feel we should be or, or doing the things that we know we should. Now, I remember this time last year, early on in our lockdown roller coaster, everyone was like, yeah, okay, let's make the best of this. Let's seize the opportunity. Yeah, I'm going to take a class. I'm going to upskill in something. Yeah, or maybe I'm going to get fit. I am going to come out of lockdown fitter than ever. Yeah, maybe like me, it all started well, but, but then Joe Wicks broke his arm or, or whatever and, and everything started to slide. And a year later, I'm looking back and I'm thinking, well, did I make the right choices? Did, did I always use my time well? How much did I actually use that rowing machine that I bought? You know, when I look back at this year and actually when I look back at this week, I know that I have made some missteps. You know, the truth is, there are all sorts of things that we don't do that we know we should, and plenty of things that we know we shouldn't do that we do. And when we think about it, our eyes start to drop. Now, you need to know today, in all areas of life, when you miss the mark, which is what it means to sin, When you do the things that you know you shouldn't do, or perhaps just don't do the things that you know you should, it's not the end. It's never the end. This is the good news, that Jesus loves you so much that he came and lived and died and rose again to deal with all of that mess. You know, every failing, every selfish thought and action, past, present and future. Just before his ascension in Luke 24, Jesus opened the scriptures 
for his disciples. He showed them this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Yeah, the message that Jesus has given us is one of repentance and forgiveness of sins. And repentance just means to, to turn and to trust. Yeah, it means I'm, I'm going this way, I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm simply going to turn and I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to turn and trust in Jesus's way. And it says we turn and trust in Jesus that we can know forgiveness. You, you know what? You and I are the best people to share the message of Jesus's love and forgiveness because we have needed to be loved and forgiven. You know, don't let the fact that you sometimes get it wrong pull your eyes down and rob you of the vision that God has for your life. Look up. Receive his pardon. Don't disqualify yourself. Don't look away. Jesus sees you and he chooses you and he's handing you the baton, saying it's your turn now. You be my witness. You share my love with this world. In the original language, the word translated witness in scripture is often the word martyrs. I need you to be my martyrs. You know, Jesus is, is literally saying, come on, I gave my life for you. Now it's your turn. Be my witnesses. Lay down your life for me, for the cause of my kingdom. You know, even if you don't feel worthy, I call you worthy. I see you and I want you. So look up, receive his pardon. Yeah, I know whoever you are, whatever you've done and however you feel, it's because of who Jesus is and what he has done and where he now sits that you can be at peace with yourself and feel confident to share the message of his love with others. But that's a big job, right? Being Jesus's witnesses. Well, that brings me to, to my second point, which is look up, receive his power. Jesus's parting promise to his followers is, you will receive power. And this is a message that we need to hear. I know I do. I'm, I'm a pastor and I get to journey with all of you amazing people. And yet I still catch myself thinking, can I possibly make a difference? It's easy to look around and see so much complex need in the world and, and feel powerless to contribute anything of real value. And I'm sure that this is actually exactly how the first disciples felt after Jesus' death. And, and even in the confusion and the disorientation of Jesus' resurrection, as he appears to them and says things like, be my witnesses, you know, preach repentance and forgiveness to all nations. I'm sure they were thinking, yeah, great, Jesus, I, I hear you, but, but us, me, Really? And when it comes to sharing 
the love of God and, and making a difference in this world. When we stop to consider the size of the task, again, it's easy for our eyes to, to drop. But the ascension encourages us to look up. Because when Jesus calls us to be his witnesses, he also empowers us. And he can do that because he is the king of kings in heaven. Jesus says, you will be clothed in power. I love that picture. You know, the power is his, but we get to wear it. We get to put it on. You know, remember Daniel's picture of King Jesus with all authority and glory and sovereign power, whose everlasting dominion will not pass away, whose kingdom will never be destroyed. Well, we get clothed with his power. You know, later, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Philippi, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You know, when we tentatively step out and do something for Jesus, you know, share our faith with someone, you know, however in, in our articulate we feel, you know, or pray for healing or, or, or demonstrate God's sacrificial love in some way, we, we don't do it because we're great, but because he's great. You know, again, Paul says, from him and through him and for him, are all things. To him be the glory forever. You know, all of this is, is about Jesus. It's never about us. So let's, let's look up. Let's take our eyes off of ourselves and our circumstances and, and let's keep them fixed on Jesus, the King of kings ascended into heaven who pardons us and promises to clothe us with power. You know, be encouraged, be confident. And what an opportunity we have right now. From this week, we have a renewed mandate to see people, to hang out with friends and family, to be present physically with our community. And it's not just an opportunity to socialise, it's an opportunity to witness, to be Jesus's witness, to allow our conversations and our parties and our prayers to point people to the love of Jesus. So this week, may you look up because Jesus is alive and he is ascended to be enthroned in heaven. He's the king of kings and from him we receive his pardon and his power so that we might be his witnesses in East London and to the ends of the earth. Amen.